Before we jump into the conversation today, let's set the mood. Let's get your ears and your heart ready to listen to some genuinely beautiful conversation. Laughter, kindness, care, and appreciation for other people. Let's get started. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to Dr. D's Social Network. Today's guest is Simon Milliman. The conversation I had with Simon was just so enjoyable. Just one that everything flowed, felt good, and just felt like talking to an old friend, even though Simon and I have never talked to each other before. Talk about his ambitious project of 12 albums in 12 months the creation of different music on a daily basis and how music has played a huge part of his life. Before we get into the conversation, enjoy a recent song by Simon called Talk Me Down.
All right, today we're with Simon Milliman, and I had the honor to actually interview your wife not too long ago, and it was an awesome episode. She is, you know, fantastic. That's that's why I married her. Um, Apparently, you guys are doing uh, talent shows during the quarantine, and uh, <laughs> it was interesting hearing about these. Can you explain about these? <laughs> well... You know, my wife's birthday was uh, April 2nd, so she insisted that we have a talent show. It was required. It was for her birthday party. <laughs> so everybody was required to display a talent or whatever. And um, it was it was a fun time. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, we have five kids, so there's a lot mm-hmm. of uh, talent to get through. Um <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, and I, you know, I ended up just singing her, um, one of her favorite songs, uh, That's No Way to Say Goodbye by Leonard Cohen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I opted for something sweet and tender, but, uh, anyway, yeah, it, it, it's, it's really funny because she's all about interaction. You know, she, you know, I, uh, my family, they love to get together and do board games or play cards. She's like, no, that's not interacting. Interacting is charades. It's getting up and moving. It's She has th- something that she's famous for, which is she just calls it the question game. It's not a game. She just asks people questions. That's called a conversation, honey. <laughs> but she calls it a game because the whole point is just to get everybody to sit down and just talk and 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 not surface level talk. But, but, you know, talk about deep things and, and uh, soul-searching things. And so that, that's her, you know, and, and it's beautiful and it's wonderful. But, you know, <laughs> the kids and I, you know, we just crack up every time. She's like, let's play the question game. Uh, <laughs> Mom's going to have us talk about our feelings again. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So. <laughs> I identify with that. I love, I mean, that's why I'm doing a podcast. I love these deep stirring uh, conversations. And and then when you reached out about, you know, just having this discussion and I was like, oh, this is great. I love like artistic families and and different things. I just had such a good time with her. So I knew I would have a good time with you. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I love that uh, episode of, you know, you and and my wife just had a really great conversation and... uh... Um, which I wasn't surprised about, you know, she's, she's a talker. I, I, I didn't know you at the time, but you yeah. know, she, she can, she can talk to anybody all day. <laughs> yeah. She's, <clears throat> it seems very easy for her to just open up and chat. And I thought it was, and she let off with that whole talent show, which I just thought was hilarious. I was like, mandatory talent show. I was yeah. like, maybe I should do that. I don't know. Like, <laughs> maybe my family should do a mandatory. My daughter would love it. She'd be like, yes, let's do it. Oh, how old's your daughter? She's eight years old. And eight, I think oh, she yeah. thinks she's a performer. She's always singing and dancing and playing and stuff. So that's awesome. My, uh, he's now 10 years old, but you know, I, I think he kind of caught the bug somewhere around in between six and eight where, um, I've accompanied him twice in front of his entire school, uh, you know, and he just, him just singing, you know, one time he sang time after time, uh, you know, and he's got so much soul. It's really funny. He's had, you know, friends come over and they've come into the studio to like, 
you know, just play and listen to music and stuff. And his friends will all be like playing like ACDC and, you know, hard, you know, hard rock yeah. stuff, the stuff that gets you excited, blah, blah, blah. And then it's his turn to pick the music. And he's just like, as we walk through fields of gold, you know, <laughs> he just love he loves the tender ballad, man. Me too. <laughs> I'm sorry I am. I'm big into it. Yeah. I do too. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, nothing can bring a tear to your eye like a tender ballad, but it's really funny to have a boy, especially this kid of, of mine. His name's Phineas. And I constantly describe him as testing the tensile strength of the world. You know, he's he just wants to see, will it break? And so he's he's a rough tumble guy, you know, and uh, and he's not purposefully destructive, but he's also not careful. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and um, so anyway, it's really funny to see this kid who's just like so such a classic boy, you know, his his favorite clothes are all torn. He doesn't you know, he doesn't like to change them. He wants to wear dirty clothes every day. He wants to get out and get dirty. He wants to do all the stuff. And then he wants to sit back and, uh, you know, if you're lost, you can love and you will find me. <laughs> time after time. <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I just, <clears throat> I love that. I mean, it sounds like music is a big part of your family. I mean, take me through your kind of genesis with music and how it became a big part of your life. Um. My story is, uh, I, I will say, if nothing else, I'm, it's unique because I was not a musically gifted kid growing up. I took a couple of years of piano lessons, I think two, not in a row, not consecutive years, but one when I was younger and then one when I was older of piano lessons from my own grandmother who would teach us for free. You know, I had this and uh, she's an amazing you know, pianist, but not a blood I'm not related by blood to her. She's my grandmother-in-law. Uh, so anyway, it's it's. I was not musically gifted. I did not do anything really with music ever. And then I served a mission in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And just prior to that, I had started picking up my mother's old guitar just prior to leaving on that. And I had just started learning a few chords. And you know how it is when you pick up an instrument, you start learning a few chords. Pretty soon you call yourself a songwriter, even <laughs> even though you all of your songs are horrible, you know? <laughs> that is my number one thing that I tell young people who are just starting out writing songs. And I just say, I tell them, listen, um, in two years, if you're not embarrassed by the songs you're writing now, then you haven't grown. Mm. and just just go with it just just understand that the first hundred songs or so you write are going in the trash bin and that doesn't mean they were worthless or awful that means that you they were part of your process so i was in that process during that time you know of learning what is how to how to even write a song but anyway i'm down there in rio de janeiro and i'm serving this mission and and somebody it's when that, you know, I'm going around calling myself a songwriter. Right. <laughs> and they ask me, they say, we're doing this huge uh, service project in the city of Rio, and it's going to involve uh, around a thousand youth. 
And they're going to be bringing care packages to new mothers in hospitals. And they're just all getting together and then they're going to separate and go and go do this. Um, but we want like a theme song for it. And they come to me and ask me to write one. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> right, sure. And I write this thing and it's not a good song. But it, it, it captures something because when it gets performed in front of these thousand youth, they go nuts for it. It's like the highlight of the thing. I'm not even there because I'm in a different city doing, you know, my missionary work somewhere else. So I'm not even at this thing. And I just hear about it secondhand and everybody's going nuts about it. All of a sudden I'm famous <laughs> for this song. <laughs> when I got home from that, um, I, I, you know, I'd see some old friends from high school and stuff like that. And they'd be like, so what's up with you? We heard you're like becoming some kind of Ricky Martin down in, you know, oh like in South America. I'm just like, uh, no, I was just a man. <laughs> A missionary. What a story. <laughs> I wrote a song. And I just wrote a couple of songs, you know. But it, during that process, it, I, I, I won't go into too much more detail because it just gets into a long, long story. But during that process of, uh, of that and writing many more bad songs, um, I just realized that how powerful music is and how that, that music that speaks to me so much. Cause e even when I was just a listener and I wasn't a performer or a writer or a composer of music, you know, music always had such a powerful influence on me. And when I saw that my music could have a powerful influence on somebody else, it's like a drug. All of a sudden you're hooked. You're like, okay, we're doing this, you know? <laughs> and so, For sure. So I've been doing it ever since then um, in my own little way. Um, I can't tell you that my music has had a huge impact on the world at large, but I, uh, I, I get, you know, little feedbacks here and there of people who will tell me that, you know, the music means something to them uh, for a time in their life or, a, you know, <laughs> Somebody once came back from a funeral <laughs> down in Salem, Oregon. I'm in Portland, Oregon. They went down to a funeral down in like Salem, Oregon. And they said it was the strangest thing because we're watching this. They had a, a, a video montage of like photos of the person's life. Right. And like we're watching this video montage and all of a sudden one of your songs comes on. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, like, how? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and when I heard that, I was just like, oh, that's the most beautiful thing i can't imagine a more uh a, a greater compliment than to have a song of mine being used to memorialize somebody so there's moments like that where i'm just like you know it's worth all this other struggle and everything and 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 to to try and you know continue this arduous process of songwriting and recording and all these things just to hear one one bit of feedback like that yeah I mean that that's beautiful I think for a lot of artists and different things sometimes you don't know where your work goes and how it affects people and so it's it's nice when someone tells you like how it affects them or where they heard it that's it can be a kind of a a big boost or a, a you know jet fuel forward yeah you know, you know motivation 
years ago, somebody told me that they looked at one of my band's analytics and this is a really long time ago, but they said, you know, you're getting played a lot in Europe. (laughs) And I was like, really? (laughs) I had no idea. And I looked at my, uh, you know, when you get, when your song gets streamed, you get paid like something like 0.006 cents, you know? (laughs) And I I looked at my, my thing and I was like, you know, (laughs) I, I looked at the earnings, which were meager and, 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 you know, not worth even looking at. But I was like, but when you do the math, oh, yeah, I guess I'm getting a lot of plays in Europe. <laughs> so, yeah, you never know where your music's going. You don't know what's happening with it, especially in the age of the Internet. You know, you can you can sit there and pay attention to all your analytics all day long if you if that's what you really want to do. But at the end of the day, you know, I just hope, you know, it means something to somebody. Yeah, I would, I mean, that's, I think that's kind of the thing with a lot of people. Hopefully it touches them in a very positive way. And it makes me think of like how you have progressed as a musician from when you started to now, like, do you feel the sounds different or how your approach making music is different? Definitely. Um, it's really funny. I, you know, I never think I have a sound and and maybe a lot of musicians are like this. Maybe we just, you know, we all think we're just so, you know, open-minded and free-spirited that, oh yeah, I don't really have a sound, you know, I just, you can't I, just me do, in a corner, I just create, man. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then somebody else would tell me, oh no, no, you have a sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I didn't realize all this time that I've been developing this sound and, um, uh, even though I'm I'm constantly trying to do something different, but some you know people tell me, but yeah, but it's still you. Like okay, all right, I can live with that, you know, and as long as it's not meant as a derogatory statement, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember actually having a conversation with my older brother when I first started writing songs. I was really into punk. Uh, I was really into like the Ramones and the Clash mm-hmm. and and the, these things, and I still love all those all those bands. I haven't I haven't outgrown them. But uh, I told my brother, I said, you know, if you can't get your ideas across in less than three minutes, then you know you have a big problem. And then, like a year later, I was in one of these jam bands, and our songs were like twenty minutes long. <laughs> 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 you know? And my brother reminded me of that. He's like, I thought you said if you can't get your ideas across in three minutes, then, you know, you're not a good musician. <laughs> you know? And he's like, what was that about? I was like, well, <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it continually evolves. Um, actually, today, I, sh- I should say this. I know this isn't going out today, but today was, uh, what is it, the 16th of June? Yeah. My new album actually is out today on iTunes, Spotify, and all that kind of stuff. Awesome. So this whole project I'm doing right now is 12 albums in 12 months, and one of the ideas behind it is actually to have a different sound every month. So the first album was was an album I did as a, well, it was a soundtrack to a documentary film. And I was trying to acquiesce to the needs and the wants of the filmmakers. Right. And we put, you know, and so it's got a classic rock vibe. And then it has these instrumentals that some are pretty, some are more kind of like synth, cinematic orchestrations. Um, 
but you know, it, it, between the two, it, it, it's still kind of like this, got a kind of a 70s rock kind of a thing, maybe prog rock or something. Um, and then uh, for this album that just came out today, uh, which is called Urban Jack and the Postmodern Idolaters, uh, I decided I wanted to go back to the roots of recording. It's an acoustic album. Um, it's not just me and an acoustic guitar, but you know, it's a, it's a fully fleshed out, um, album with all the instrumentations and things like that. But, um, one of the things I wanted to do with it was say, you know, back in sun studios, you know, where, where Elvis made his first records, you did it with one microphone is a, an old ribbon microphone back then. It wasn't old, but, uh, and I decided I'm going to make that kind of a record, even though it's just me. So it's not the whole band playing at the same time. Yeah. But I decided I'm going to see what I can do in my recording room studio with just one microphone. I never changed the preamps or anything like that. It's just the most simplified version of recording that you can do. And, and I'm going to explore the space of this room. So each track that I'm recording, I'm going to be standing, you know, I'm, if I'm playing guitar, I'm going to be standing over here. If I'm playing the shaker, I'm going to stand over here, you know, and going to explore the different spaces of the room and see how this microphone picks up those different things. And, uh, it was a, sometimes a really frustrating process, but in the end, a really gratifying and really fun one. I was expecting a really lo-fi result from it, mm -hmm. but I actually think some of the songs are some of my best sounding oh, <laughs> records, wow. you know? Um, and I love, I, normally I don't, you know, feel braggadocious at all, but I actually do love, I have a love hate relationship with my own work. Nothing's ever oh, good. Interesting. Enough. <clears throat> yeah. But I actually do love some of the songs on here. I mean, <laughs> you know, so I'm not oftentimes when I'm releasing an album, it's begrudgingly. So I'm just like, well, oh, okay. I, I just have to, I just have to let this go. You know, it's never going to be good enough. So I just have to let it go. And there's a few tracks on here that I feel personally like that about, but then there's other tracks where I'm just like, you know what? I don't think I can do this any better. So I like it. <laughs> That's awesome. Is that soundtrack one? Is it, is it flying blind or was is that, that what it is, the, or? the, the movie is called the documentary film is called flying blind. Um, okay. the album, <laughs> I'm so lame. I don't know the name of my own albums. <laughs> You're like, I don't know, man. The album is, what? What is it called? Um, <laughs> this is awesome. Urban Jack and the something. <laughs> so all of these albums I'm putting out are called Urban. That's right. It's Urban Jack. I, I'm i not remembering it. I'm actually looking at the cover art right now. It's Urban Jack <laughs> and, the, awesome. and the Savage Sophisticates. These names mean so much to me. <laughs> I like the album, man. I listened to it. Okay. I was like, I was just listening to, is it Talk to Me Now, I think? Okay. Uh, or Talk to Me Slowly. One of oh, those. Oh, yeah. Talk Me Down Slowly. Yeah. Talk Me Down Slowly. And I was remarking to my wife how much I like the song. Oh, thanks. And I was like, I really, yeah, I really. And then I said, I, I really like this album. I was like, but then again, I tend to like kind of soundtrack, filmy based music. And uh, that tone, 
in a sense. So it really spoke to me, but it's well done. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I, um, if there's one thing that I think is a hallmark of the music that I produce for myself, it's that cinematic quality. Um, I'm very visual. So when I'm composing, I'm visualizing how the music would be used, would be utilized. Um, I'm also a photographer, so oftentimes I'm I'm going to steal a phrase from actually a, a friend of mine who's who created an album called Thinking in Images, and you know I, I I compose like that, so I'm constantly I'll oftentimes be thinking about maybe some photographs I've taken while I'm writing a song or 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 maybe a film that I've seen recently. I I, I love film. Um, I'm not, you know, total film nerd, but mm-hmm. I just love amazing cinematography. It just I don't I don't know what what I enjoy more, you know, music or amazing photography and cinematography. Those two things are just kind of neck and neck for me. And they're both they're both just so awe-inspiring to me. And painting. I feel the same way, actually. <clears throat> same exact way. I, The way a film is shot and the mood and the feeling is almost just as important as the content yeah. of it for me with that. And, and music is very similar for me. It's like when I hear that first sound that comes on when you press play and the mood it creates, it's like, is that, is it aggressive as soon as it starts? Is it mellow? You know, how does it pull me in? And uh, actually, that that song we were just talking about on your album, I was like, oh, I'm going to like this from the first two <laughs> seconds. I know I'm going to like this. Now I'm waiting for like the chorus. I bet that's going to be good, too. On it, like That's how I think about it. You know? Thanks. You know, I, I knew I was on to something. That was actually the first song I wrote for the after having a, our, my first conversation with the uh, producers of the film. And... You know, I, I I saw a rough cut screening uh, of it, and um, they had some just substitute music on it. You know, some free stuff they downloaded online or something. And my first reaction was, I, I just looked at them and I said, "I hope that's not really the music you're going for." You know, I was very <laughs> blunt. I was trying to be nice, but at the same time, I said, "You know, this guy um, that the documentary is about, this blind skydiver, he's he's a rocker." And we need, we need rock. <laughs> so, um, so I went home, I went to the studio and I started composing that, that song. And, um, and then I was just kind of listening back and doing a little mixing, a little initial mixing of it. And, uh, one of my kids comes in, my, my daughter, uh, rainbow, she's 11 and she, she comes in and she just stands there and she's listening to it for a minute. And I, I hit pause real quick. And she says, uh, she asked me, is that Lou Reed? And I just thought, yes, yes. Wonderful. If my kid, not not that my kid mistook me for Lou Reed, but that she knows who that is, and she knows that sound enough to be able to identify. <laughs> That's amazing. And then I heard my son from the kitchen start singing the chorus of that song, and I thought, oh, maybe. I, and I will tell you right now, that's a love hate relationship with that song. Hmm. The chorus of that song is one of the cheesiest, if not the cheesiest chorus I've ever written in my life. 
<laughs> but it was purposeful, you know, it was written yeah. for a purpose and it was, uh, and, and I normally never write that way. I'm normally just writing for me, you know? So when I'm writing for me, I, I, I would have thrown that chorus out. I would have thrown that song away if it was for me. Wow. It's a good song. this is why i can't be in in one of my music project but the projects the one i've had the longest it's called subterranean howl and i've been oh my gosh i love that oh name (laughs) um that that band speaking of cinematic music um we did two film soundtracks where we performed live the soundtrack uh, over old silent, an old silent film. Both of the films were films by Lon Chaney. Um, and you know, the last one we did, we actually released the album of it and it's called West of Zanzibar. So that, and that's also the title of the movie. Um, but that is my favorite experience by far to have the movie playing up overhead and being in this beautiful theater. We, we, and, and to be playing the soundtrack live. I mean. Wow. <laughs> I've never experienced that. I would love to experience something like that. Wow. It is very, very cool. You know, you feel like you're Pink Floyd up there or something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the audience reaction to those shows was just so overwhelmingly uh, positive. Um, and the critical response, uh, for any of the critics who actually went to it, um <laughs> <laughs> from from one of those shows, I actually got the the my favorite write up of all time compliment. And I don't even heaven knows if this critic even likes these people, but after seeing that show, they said uh, of my singing, they they said uh, that if David Bowie, Bruce Springsteen, and Elvis Costello had a love child, I would that that's what I would be. Wow! And I thought, put that on my tombstone, man. <laughs> that's it that's all i ever Holy wanted cow. in life <laughs> and i don't My even goodness. wanted to sing like those people i always wanted to sound like elvis presley <laughs> yeah but what a compliment though man. oh yeah i'm i'm all about that man <laughs> <laughs> you're like i'll take it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how about that, some more yeah, of that, put please. that on my resume everywhere i go <laughs> what a deal <laughs> wow i never thought about that having a the movie play in the background and then or whatever, and then the playing the soundtrack. So, I mean, what an amazing idea. And like, um, I'm in, I mean, I gotta, do, I gotta see that. That's incredible. <laughs> I, I, that's like me, man. Come on. I want to do another one. That group subterranean house on a semi-permanent hiatus. Um, but I'm, which is one of the reasons I took on this urban Jack moniker and decided I'm just going to start releasing solo music uh it's just all me um but uh i really want to do another one of those soundtracks it 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 is not only the scariest thing i've ever done because if anybody at any time gets lost you know you're done for it's just right. <laughs> of course so everybody has to be everybody has to bring their a game 100 percent of the time there's no do-overs there's no you know i i mean in other concerts i've just stopped a song and said 
you know, and just laughed with the audience and said, right. You know, taking a mulligan on this one, uh, <laughs> and restarted the song. But when the film is going above you, there's, uh, you know, <laughs> so everybody's got to be paying attention to their, the, their monitors and, and everybody's got to be looking at each other and, and communicating all the time. And, everybody's playing multiple instruments. So you got to be switching instruments. Uh, everybody has all their, the script of the movie you know, with all their personal annotations out in front of them. And, you know, you can't memorize that much, you know, choreography. At least I can't, I don't have the brain power. Yeah. So I have to have all the notes. Oh, I have to grab the acoustic here. I got to grab the banjo. I got to, you know, whatever it is. Uh, um, but it it's just exciting. The, the danger of that is so exciting to me that I, I I can't wait to do it again. I hope that it doesn't take too long before I'm I'm in a position where I can get the right mu- musicians together to yeah. to do something like that again. So what is the um, what's your process now like in making music? Is there is there kind of a, a ritual aspect to it or is it just, I mean, I'm so fascinated by how people make music and their process. So I, uh, my number one philosophy in life is to never wait for the muses, the muse to come and, and inspire me. Um, songwriting or composing should be a job like any other. It's like, I'm going in the studio today. I'm going to write a song. I'm going to record it. I'm going to, you know, do this. And, oh, do you know what the song's going to be yet? No. (laughs) You know, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to do it. I normally have a concept in mind. Normally, you know, throughout any given day, I've, you know, come up with some kind of idea for a song um, or a piece of music. And those kind of get stored away. I have a, a really good memory for for things like that. Um, uh, so I don't always even write anything down or record any demos. Sometimes I just have something locked in my brain. It could be there for months. It could be there for years before I finally decide now's the right time to use that idea. But when I decide it's the time to use that idea, I just go and do it. There's no... Oh, I'm I'm not feeling inspired today. There's no, oh, I'm not feeling well today. I'm not feeling good. I'm, you know, there's none of that. You know, it it, you know, as, as a wellness professional, you know the importance of that kind of consistency. Yeah. Um, so that's how I am with composing and writing music. If if things are going wrong, that's okay. Um, just get through it. And then there's tomorrow. Um, I just had that experience. I'm recording, you know, my release for next month, which I remember the name of the title of it. It's called Urban Jack and the Weeping Candles. Well, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I wrote and recorded the, the, the skeletons of a couple of songs and just, Nothing was working on them. I just threw them away. You know, I was so dissatisfied with them. So it was basically like a week of work that I just threw in the trash bin. And, you know, and just said, that's that's okay. Now I'm on the, the, you know, the next week of of working on the music and things are going a lot better. (laughs) 
I just had a singer over, you know, yesterday who's going to do um, some uh, harmonizations and stuff like that on this next album. Um, her name's Danelle Dolem. She's an amazing singer. And I played her a couple of the tracks that I've been working on now that I'm satisfied with that are not going in the trash bin. And she's just, you know, <laughs> yeah, I played one of them for her. She's like, oh, please, Sam, I'm singing on that one because that one's, you know, I was like, yes, you know, so nice. So, you know, you get through the, you know, your week of trash and then you get all that out of your system. And then, you know, you're on to the next week of hopefully something really inspired. Um, but the inspiration has come from your consistency and your hard work, not some metaphysical thing that you waited for to download from the ether, you know. <laughs> you been, you were inspired yeah. by something, right? Yeah. <laughs> And then you're like, I have to do this now, right? Yeah, you know, it, it, there are definitely moments like that where I just yeah. have that thing pop into my head and I'm just like, uh, you know, it, there, there's a couple of songs on on this, you know, last album that I, the, the acoustic one that I've just, just came out today, that they happened like that. I was standing at the beach. And a song came to me almost like a revelation, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but once again, I sat on that song for years. And then finally, now this album was the right time for this song to, <laughs> to come out. Um, so I wish I had a better, like, definitive process for you. I wish I had, like, oh, first I start with the music, and I start with, you know, sitting at the piano, and you I light you some know, candles, yeah, and all that <laughs> kind of. But you know, it's really not like that. It's I, I'm a whatever works kind of a guy. I'm a get in there and do it. Um, you know, don't don't force it, but at the same time, don't sit there and and wait for the for the music to just happen. You know, yeah. so I have, you know, I have a lot of strategies for getting through those kinds of things. You know, if, if I'm working on a piece and I just can't find the, you know, a guitar, you know, word or whatever, I, well, I set it down I, and go to the piano. Um, even though I'm not a, a great pianist, for some reason, the piano makes sense to me structurally more so than even more so than the guitar, which is the, I'm much better known for playing guitar than piano. But for some reason, when I sit down at the piano, chords open up, creativity opens up. Mm. And so I know if I'm stuck, I can go to the piano and I can unstick myself. <laughs> 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 I can remove the stick from myself. Yes. The barrier is removed, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I have different strategies for things like that. Um, I definitely take a lot of breaks throughout the day. Um, my wife doesn't believe me when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just the other week, um, I came out of the studio and it was one of those moments, you know, and every marriage or relationship has these moments where you just, you know, the communication there's a communication breakdown. There's a breakdown in seeing what the other is doing and who the other is, you know? Yes. 
And I came out of the studio and it's like 8.30 at night or something like that. And my wife is doing the dishes and, um, you know, she, she just turns to me. The first thing she says to me is, uh, just so you know, you disappearing all day long isn't cool. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon. <laughs> Which, hey, uh, you know, who would disagree well, with know. her, you know? Um, <laughs> and... I, I didn't even attempt to defend myself at first. And I just said, okay. Yep. Um, in the moment that I had come out of the studio, I was hoping to give her this great news that I had, I had been struggling with a particular song on the, on that album. And I went through something like four or five different arrangements of it and different time signatures, different keys, different, you know, what have you. Yeah. Um, and I finally, that morning, realized what it needed to be. And I, and I recorded the song from start to finish, and I did a mix of it. And I did, you know, and, and that mix of it that I did in that moment, that was the final mix. I didn't have to touch it ever again. And I was just so happy with this thing, you know, that, that, that I had been struggling with and I had, you know, labored over and finally given birth to this this baby that I was so proud of. Yeah. And, uh, so, so I was a little, you know, you know, <laughs> she took the flame right out of my candle when I, uh, <laughs> you, know, you need to get out of there all day, but you know, but you know, we laughed about it. Uh, Shannon and I have great senses of humor. Um, there, there's never a, a moment between us where there's ever any kind of, you know, We've never yelled at each other. We've never called each other a name. You know, the, the most intense moments in our marriage have been met with, you know, laughter. Um, and so, you know, we, I, I, I do tell her that. And then I explain to her and say, well, I didn't get in the studio until after one o'clock because I had been helping the kids with their schoolwork all morning and getting them to do their chores and all those things. And And then I did take several breaks throughout the day and come out and check on the kids and you know, and see what's happening and stuff like that. And, and I did in her, you know, to, to, to say something to what she was feeling, you know, I did abandon them, you know, they, she had to make dinner. She's out there doing the dishes, you know, and she, her feelings were definitely valid. Yeah. But at the same time, neither of us were seeing what the other person was doing, you know, and, and what the other person was accomplishing and appreciating that in that moment, you know, so. There's a <laughs> there's communication. I totally get that. I mean, I have a similar thing. I mean, I'm working all morning, training people and doing stuff. And then I have this set times I'm recording a lot of podcasts every week. And my wife was like, how many of these are you doing? Like, I, I subscribe to your podcast and there's like a megaton of episodes. It's like, there's like 140, like, geez, like I, she's like, I don't know this industry, but it doesn't seem like people are this prolific. <laughs> I was like, I just love doing it, you know? And so I had to put all my podcasts on her calendar, her Google calendar. So she knew what I was doing. Not cause it was like, she was trying to like, you know, they're like, Hey, limit it. She just, I just want to know so I could plan my day around it <laughs> and what you're going to be doing, like when you're coming in to do stuff. And it's a similar, it's almost a laboratory feeling. I have this room, which functions like a studio, uh, off the side of the garage and I'm creating, I'm having these conversations like I'm having with you right now. 
and I'm editing them after that. I'm trying, I'm talking to the people. How do we make this unique? And so it's like a whole thing, you yeah. know, this breathing. And then when something's really good, I like run outside. I'm like, Michelle, I just had an incredible conversation type of thing, you know? And she's like, okay. Um, that's good yeah and you're in your mind the creation is like this big beautiful thing and in their mind is like oh okay i see you doing this all the time like you know <laughs> you know the normalization of yes of of uh you know I'm, I'm not trying to say what i'm doing is great I'm, I'm just saying but the normalization of greatness is is an inherent problem because it gets mixed in with mediocrity and people don't know the difference. So, you know, I mean, if you give somebody, you know, just to pick on M&Ms, if you give somebody an M&M and then you give them, you know, just this amazing Swiss chocolate, you know, that's beautiful and everything like that. I mean, some people prefer the M&M still and that's totally fine. Right. But at the same time, the recognition, I think people get lost in being able to recognize what is quality, what is amazing, what is great. And that doesn't mean you even have to like it. There's, there's plenty of amazing things out there that I don't particularly care for. <laughs> They're not yeah. my cup of tea, but I still want within me the recognition that, oh my goodness, that thing is amazing it's like guys who really shred on the guitar, like a Yangway Malmsteen or something mm -hmm. like that. You know, their technical prowess is something that I don't even, I don't even want. <laughs> 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 you, know, it, it, you know, if I could have it, I still wouldn't want it. Yeah. But I can still appreciate that they have dedicated their life to something that is just absolutely incredible. And then not listen to it. <laughs> and hopefully people can have some kind of, you know, similar, you know, appreciation for, for what I, I, I'm doing. I, I don't ask anybody to like what I'm doing, but I hope that people can see that I've, I've put a lot into it. It's not, and I'm not knocking pop or, you know, top 40 or anything like that, because mm -hmm. heaven knows I, I listen and love my share of it. But it's something that strives to go deeper than, you know, baby, 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 you know, it, uh, it, it's something that, that strives for something more literary, more cinematic, uh, more thought provoking. Um, if you will take your time with it, if you'll give it another listen, because I don't think maybe you're probably, you might not, maybe you won't even like it on the first listen. <laughs> you know, that happens all the time with music. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Um, because maybe it's just not in your wheelhouse. I mean, it's not in the genres that you're normally listening to or, or something like that. Um, a lot of my songs don't have choruses. You know, they don't, yeah. <laughs> you, might, you might listen right. to it. And because you're used to like this big chorus happening at some point, you're just like, what's this song even doing? <laughs> <laughs> what's happening? Yeah. Here? <laughs> 2020 has been exhausting. Impeachment, Brexit, Australian brush fires, Kobe Bryant's sudden death, a global pandemic, 
and that only gets us up to March. With COVID-19 and November elections still on the horizon, it's more important than ever to be informed, but it's hard to keep up with all of it. Enter the dose of news useful today, or the donut. A 100% free daily email newsletter delivering succinct and factual news about all the world's occurrences. Since bias and information are a problem in today's media, CNN, Fox News, we're looking at you. The Donut provides easy access to all sides of the story. We report, you decide. And the best part? Each day, The Donut services three positive stories you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily reminder there is good in the world, even if it doesn't feel like it sometimes. So, buckle up. The second half of the year is shaping up to be just as action-packed as the first. Get the donut and stay informed without raising your blood pressure. It's 100% free. You can unsubscribe anytime, but you won't want to. Visit thedonut.co or text donut to 66866 to sign up today. Um, so... That, that's one of my passions and concerns is the whole artistic development. And, yeah. and, and I, I hope it's something that we never lose and we, we never stop appreciating. Um, one of the songs on this album that I just, that came out, the one that came out today is called wheels of nothing. Hmm. And I will say that if I could define myself in any way, it's a, it's perhaps as a protest songwriter. Um, e- even when my song's a love song, I'm, I'm protesting it in some way. Interesting. <laughs> um, and, and this song is about all the things that take us away from what I think is the important stuff. Um, and, you know, some of the lines in it are things like, Ugh, See if I can remember my own songs. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Come on, Simon. <laughs> There's lines in it like, uh, how can we sing from our cubicles and money trees, deadlines and bottom lines, never made for great poetry. Um, how Beautiful. Uh, boy, I'm going <laughs> to. It's just because you have all these albums you're releasing. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I am well known for not being able to re- remember my own. I don't sit around playing my music very much, you know, uh, as in like practicing it. I don't sit around practicing my songs. I don't sit in the living room and just sit there and play my songs for everybody. <laughs> you know? Listen to me. You, yeah. this? <laughs> you guys are loving. Oh, here's the, here's the next line. It says, how shall we dream with the burden of industry? We can't hear the muses through the noise of sanity. And uh, powerful. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, that's that, that's how I, I feel about most of what we do throughout the day. And that's not to take away the importance of everyday monotonous things. There are things that we do every day that is poetry in it of itself. That's one of the things I try to do with my photography is look for something that's completely ordinary and try to capture it in a way that makes it extraordinary. Um, during quarantine, I've been taking, I was laughing with Shannon uh, that, uh, I never thought I'd be one of these guys who takes pictures of flowers, (laughs) 
But I'm addicted to taking pictures of flowers now. They're pretty cool, though. Yeah. uh, But if you go on my Instagram right now, it's just like all flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's become me. (laughs) But, um, you know, we walk by all these things every day. And sometimes we do stop and smell the roses. But I think usually we walk by these things without giving them a second thought, without, uh, you know, seeing what it is that makes each of these flowers so unique and, and beautiful. And so I've been taking some very close up, uh, you know, artistic and, and editing, uh, editing them in a more artistic way to really bring out the uniqueness of that particular flower and its particular petals and, you know, all these different things. So, um, so there's beauty in, in, in everyday things, um and maybe maybe what i'm trying to actually say is to to not get lost into thinking that everything is so everyday and to find the beauty in it to not get wrapped up in thinking that the end goal of you know the money we made or something like that was was the end goal of our life um that stuff was important it gave us comfort. It gave us a place to live. It, it provided for our families and our loved ones. Um, but concentrating on what the everyday work provides, I guess, is is uh, what I'm trying to get out of this and say, uh, don't get wrapped up into thinking that the the end goal of work is the work itself but that uh, it's what it provides and the beauty that we can have all around us. You just got deep right there, man. (laughs) (laughs) You went deep. Shannon would be proud of you. Well, we're playing the question game right now. (laughs) Well, you know, actually, you know, and I'm I'm so fascinated. When you told me about this 12 albums in 12 months, immediately I was like, oh, I'm definitely talking to somebody. (laughs) I, I have never heard of this level of ambition to I mean I'm sitting there like what are all these albums going to sound like I'm like this is, seems like a lot of work I, I regret it every day <laughs> <laughs> You put it out there man I know <laughs> I, Um you know if there's one thing my wife does appreciate about me it's uh that um if I say I'm going to do something I'm I'm pretty much going to do it you know I I don't I won't speak something out loud that I do not have a hundred percent, you know, ambition to actually accomplish. Um, so when I spoke out loud and it was so funny because, you know, it was such a surprise to me that this idea even came to me. And when I went through the process of creating the first couple of albums and everything, it's just like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is going to be <laughs> you bit off quite a bit here. <laughs> yeah. And there have been moments when uh, Shannon has uh, asked me, she's like, is the whole year going to be like this? <laughs> and I tell her, it's like, I hope not. <laughs> I hope, I hope that I'll uh, get more into a, a, a flow of things, but I can't promise that because, you know, like I told you, I want all these albums to be, stylistically different and so i'm i can't just set up it for one album and say this is it this is what i'm doing for the next one too you know it's 
each one is completely different. The one I'm working on right now is um, inspired by uh, the the post punk new wave uh, group stuff Ooh. like Joy Division, The Cure. Um, oh my uh, god, I need that. I'm I'm all over that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I I'm really excited about it. But I mean, like I said, I I took a week's work uh, worth of work and I just threw it in the trash bin. It, it was just not up to standard. It was uh, you know there's uh, so it, it's tough, you know, I, I, I wish I could tell my wife, yeah, I'm going to just do this on these days and then it's going to be done on this day and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, <laughs> I wish I could do that, but right. unfortunately, I, I, that's just not how this works. <laughs> so do you have an idea of like, a concept for all the albums. I mean, obviously you've done a few of them now, but like for the rest of the way, is there like a loose outline of like, here's where we're going with each of these albums? There, There's, I have a, a few ideas um, of things that I definitely want to do. I don't have 12 total ideas yet, but I, uh, one of them I know is going to be a completely instrumental um Basically, it will. I, I hope it will sound like the soundtrack to a, a beautiful sci-fi film. Oh um, my! Another one. You're killing me here, man. That's so a I, huge fan of that stuff. Yeah. So me too. I, and I've been, you know, it's funny because as you as I'm working on different things, I'm creating or going through all these different sounds, and <clears throat> and I'm just like, ooh, that's great but not for this one, save it for that other one, you know, right? Uh, right. <laughs> which is sometimes hard to do, especially with the analog gear. Um, you know, uh, sometimes I'll jot down a few notes or I'll take even a picture of the settings of something or something like that, you know, but uh, heaven knows if I'll ever even refer to those things again, I'll probably just forget about them and move on. But, um, but you know, this, this, this process is just like that. I also want to do like a, a spoken word album. Um, oh, I don't consider myself a poet. I consider myself a lyricist. And so that kind of a thing would be a great challenge for me um, to, to delve into something that's more just a poetry, you know, uh, instead of a song lyric. Um, uh, so I'm very interested in, in that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see uh oh i definitely want to do a garage rock album which is just like oh my gosh just spit and vinegar you know that's all that's all it will be everything's distorted everything's raunchy and everything's lo-fi um i need that too man <laughs> <laughs> i want to like, I I like a lot of different type of music that's man. great yeah that, that's great. Yeah, I, you know, I was listening to uh, Louie Louie, and I was just like, oh, man. Yeah. Um, I was just sharing this with my daughter, and I think you'll find it interesting. I actually um, played music with a guy uh, years and years and years ago when I first came to Portland. Who He was friends with the, the, the guys who recorded Louie Louie, the, the, uh, the Kingsman, right? Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. I'm blanking on everything. But anyway... <laughs> It's a theme here. Yeah. Right <laughs> I'm blonde. You know, what can you do? <laughs> uh, but he was, he was telling me the story about it. And he said, you know, 
you, you know the history of that song where it, it was yeah. a big deal because people didn't understand the lyrics. They thought it was like really dirty. They thought it was raunchy. The censors wanted to ban it and all this kind of stuff. And he said, you know, he was telling me, it's like, no, the, the thing was, the problem was that the guy who sang that song was 14. And the day they recorded that song, or maybe it was the day before, it was the day of or the day before, something like that, he had just got braces. And he couldn't wow. enunciate very well. <laughs> Go back and listen to that song with that in your head, and you will hear a kid with braces. And you won't be able to unhear it. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, yeah, that's a 14-year-old kid with braces. <laughs> Amazing. So, um, but anyway, yeah, I want to make a, just a rollicking, you know, uh record like that so yeah you know i have these ideas um and for some of the ideas i even have a couple of songs like you know like i've said that i've got rattling around or maybe they're just lying on a sheet of paper somewhere that i'm just like yeah that'll work that'll that'll be the the catalyst that will that i'll start getting the other songs from it's amazing i mean you got me really looking forward to this i mean i was I mean, I have an idea, actually. I was sitting there like, right. I like talking to people. And that's my favorite thing about having a podcast is talking to people, getting ideas. And like uh, one of the guys I've talked to a lot recently who owns a news organization, he's been on a couple of times. And I was like, why don't we do like a bi-monthly big news roundup on my podcast? Kind of a joint effort between oh, that's fantastic. your news organization and my podcast. And we kind of a podcast news thing. Every two months, we go over what's going on. And that just came from us chatting type of thing. And then all of a sudden, you're telling me about these albums, and I'm like, there's something here. There's something here. And then I started thinking, what if I did a podcast every month to re to talk about the album that comes out every month for 12 months? I would love that. I would be... Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be really great. Uh, because Not only is that um, just a money idea, but I love talking about me. So <laughs> this is a win-win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I just it just popped in my mind you're telling me about. It. And then I'm like, I want to hear about these ideas, you know, for you're telling me these things that, one, like you said, you write for yourself, you know, like type of thing for me. And I'm like, yeah, I want to listen to my podcast, like stuff I like, you know, and I'm like, how cool would that be to like, all right, we're back again next month, new album. And we just go over every album and what's it about and the process. Like, I think that would be really cool because one, I'm always trying to create a unique entry point as I grow as a podcaster. How do I feature different things? How do I become more creative, more artistic with this instead of the here's another guest, here's the introduction, here's the body of it, and here's the outro. Like, let's shake it up, you know, type of thing. And then each each episode could just feature music from the album. Oh, man. You know, like, how cool would that be? You, you've, you've got me hooked, man. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> we got to tell Shannon first, man. <laughs> extra stuff? <laughs> Adding more. Really? <laughs> She'll be happy. She she is wonderfully supportive. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I mentioned, you know, one time when she's, you know, you know, 
little bit upset that I'm that she hasn't seen me all day, but um, she is miraculously supportive. I I couldn't have asked for a better companion, a better partner, you know, uh, in this in this kind of uh, thing, you know, and and she knows that I, you know, she gets that support from me too. No matter what she wants to do, no matter what her new idea or ambition is, she knows I'm going to say yes. You know, I, we might, you know, we might, you know, we're always talking things over. We're strategizing. We're thinking about different things, but at the end of the day, she wants to do it. Yes. The answer is yes, yes, yes. Always, always, always. Yeah, That's uh, amazing. <clears throat> that's amazing. I got that sense. You guys seem like an awesome couple and I have the same feeling about my wife and just our journey and um, I'm going to tell her about this idea. She's going to be like, you're always coming up with stuff. Like, <laughs> when is this like, where does this come from? I'm like, I just talk to people and thoughts come in my mind. Yeah. You know, like I love, you know what? I kind of think about it as we always have these very deep talks at night and I'm like, whatever happened to like hundred year projects and stuff that, you know, people would never see. Yeah. In the we want to, we want to build stuff that we can see the finished product, but like, ancient ancient times people would build things they knew they would never be alive for you know and and there's something amazing about that not that this is this but like i'm just saying like it's a commitment you know to be like hey i'm gonna talk to simon like once a month for like a year pretty much for the most part <laughs> you, like it's like a lot to think about you know is, like i it is a lot have, and you'll probably be like me and, and you'll be like i regret this every day <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking like, I, I'm always like booked two months out in advance with guests. And so I'm like, I got to make space for this now. I got to figure out my schedule for this. You know, I it's one, then how I commit myself to listening to every album. I have to do that. I can't just be like, well, whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, you know just tell me, <laughs> once, just tell me about Once it. again, you'll be like, uh, you'll give me halfway through now. I'm like, I regret this. So much. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to remember the names of each album. I know. So, you know, <laughs> double sided sword. <laughs> <It is. laughs> oh man. I, I, I tell you, I have, I have had just the most hilarious times on stage on, you know, I mean, I, I, one example has come to mind just, just right now where we're on stage. It's that band subterranean howl and, and we're yeah. playing and, and uh, we're going into the song and it's like my favorite song almost that we're doing. And, and we go into it and something is just wrong. And I just stopped the band. I'm just like, and I just tell the audience, like, I don't know what's happening. Let me double check with everybody. <laughs> and, and we all just like, you know, there's like three guitarists in that band at the time and we're all doing, you know, cool stuff. But anyway, we all kind of start conferring one with another and I'm like, come on guys, this is it. Finally, one of the other guitar players turns to me and says, you know, you're playing it in the wrong key, right? <laughs> I'm just like, no, not really. <laughs> so I can't remember the keys to my song. I can't remember, you know, I mean, uh, I was so ready to blame everybody else for that. I'm like, who can't play this song? Why haven't you learned my song? <laughs> you people. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one who can't learn my songs. Great. <laughs> wow. It is amazing. It is a problem. I've, I've thought about, you know, the, the prospect of playing live, you know, uh, during 
this process of 12 albums in 12 months. And I'm just like, I have no idea what that would even look like. Wow. A, because I'm just recording these songs. I'm not sitting around practicing these songs, you know? I mean, once it's recorded, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going back, man. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, the way I work is just in the moment all the time. uh, You know, I, I, I can't, even tell you the the notes I played yesterday because you know I came up with the part in the time in the moment in the time you know and and like I don't even think I could hum it to you just <laughs> 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 like I'd have to sit back and play it again like oh yeah that's how it went what <laughs> you know? was that yeah. so I I am planning at the end of it to like maybe take what I would consider to be my favorite song from or, or piece of music from each one and just do like a big party celebration show that I've completed the project and play one piece from each song or from each album. I mean, um, but even that sounds really ambitious to me. I'm just like <laughs> learning 12 songs right at this point. <laughs> sounds really ambitious to me your ambitions it started it pushed me into i backed myself in a corner now man yeah now i'm like great this guy pushed me now i gotta do this (laughs) yeah oh man okay i love creativity i love the process of doing something different i don't want to be normal in the sense of what people everybody thinks the tide is going this way you know like I, I I don't mind if a song doesn't have a chorus, you know, I may expect it on some level, but if, even if, if it doesn't, I'm not like, what the hell, man? I'm just like, oh, this is different. This is different. You I would know? love like, to see somebody just like, uh, you know, I was going to say like inject a CD, but I realized that nobody's watching, this, or, no. you know, just like throw down their phone, I guess, is what they'd be listening to the music yeah. on and be like, what a rip off. No chorus. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> Come on, man. That's why I do this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I love that. You know, th- that's the great thing about uh, if there's a weakness in what I'm doing right now, it's that I am not working with other people very much. Hmm. So far, the only other person to make an appearance on my albums has been that singer, uh, Danelle Dolom. She is mm-hmm. on two of the songs of the album that was released today. But other than that, I'm, I'm doing everything. And maybe the, the casual listener won't, won't think that there's anything amiss, but I know, you know, it's like, I hear it and I hear it's just me. It doesn't have the richness of, of other people collaborating on it. And uh, which is another double-edged sword because musicians are terrible to collaborate with, by and large. They're all moody. They're undependable. They're you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even the best of them, you know, even the the the, the best, well-mannered. They're, they're your best friend in the world, um, and they want to work with you, and then they disappear. You know, and they're just like, hey, I can't get a hold of you. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, <laughs> Right. So, um, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's difficult, but that is the point I'm saying is that that's what, you know, conversations with, with people like you and, and things like that, that that's, what's so great about it is that we just feed off each other. 
Yeah. I I definitely enjoy that. I mean, I had no intention of throwing out this type of idea. I'm like, oh, we're going to talk. It's going to be nice. And I'm like, dang it. This guy, man, he's pushing me. And then I'm like, how can I support this guy? I really um, like what he's talking about. I'm like, okay, why don't I throw myself into the fire and well, figure this out? I really you know? appreciate that. I mean, that is that kind of support is is very unheard of. It's it's I mean, you know how it is. It's difficult to get yeah. your best friend to pay attention to what you're doing. <laughs> it's true. You know, it's it's difficult to get your mother to listen to what you're doing. You know, I mean, and totally true. Um, and it's not because people don't love you and they don't appreciate what you're doing. It's that once again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier: the normalization of of I'm just going to say greatness. Um, yeah. <clears throat> People really appreciate that you are doing something, but because they know you so well, it doesn't seem as like amazing as it totally should true. be. <laughs> totally true. I actually, my, I mean, my best listeners of my podcast are people I don't know really. Yeah. And then the people I know well, I don't even know if they've a- ever listened to my podcast. They've never mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And that's that's just how it goes, and and I'm never yeah, insulted funny. by it. I'm never, you know, you know, like um, it doesn't get me down or anything like that. But at the same time, boy, it'd be really nice if. Uh... Yeah, I think you have a similar feeling about it. Yeah, I think in the same way, I'm like, oh, it's fine, you know, it's but, and then when somebody does, I'm like, oh, you listen to that? Like, I'm so surprised by it, you know? I'm yeah. Like, oh, you did. The most surprising thing as a creator is to find out that somebody actually saw it or heard it or, or yeah. you know, I mean, it's just, it's like, really? What? <laughs> <laughs> you did? I mean. What'd you think? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and and that question right there, what did you think is, is always so loaded. I think people are it's expecting true. that you are wanting this great praise or something like that, but. Right. I'm truly honestly interested in what people think because I am the worst judge of my own material. Right. What I think is the worst song on the album, people like the best. What I think is the best song on the album, people are like, which one is that? Oh, I don't remember. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah exactly. So it, 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 these things speak to everybody so differently. Everybody's coming in with their own experience and their own, you know, life and putting that into whatever it is you're doing. It's so strange. It is so strange. It's like I've sometimes had guests on and I'm like, that episode was okay. I mean, it was okay. And then like somebody will tell me it was like so amazing. I'm like, really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Was I at the same thing? Changed my life, man. (laughs) I'm like, really? (laughs) Yeah. You know, so you never know, like just why you just have to keep doing it. You have to keep making music. You have to keep doing whatever is, you know, painting or, you know, uh, taking pictures, whatever, being artistic and and really do it because you love it and you care about it and what it does deeply for you. And and hopefully to other people's other people have some feeling for it that stirs in them, you know. Yeah. And I, and I think it, it will. You know, I, I, I've heard I listen to music all the time that I don't like because it was made by somebody that I know. You know, and I'm not trying to insult them and what they're doing. It's just not my cup of tea. It's not, you know, and I like a a huge variety of stuff, but, you know, some things I don't like and that's okay. Um, Yeah. uh, 
but I'll listen to it just to, to support and I'll find something nice to say about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because in everything that everybody's doing, you know, they're, if it's, if it's being done with sincerity, if it's being done because that person is an artist with a vision, then there's always something great about it. Definitely. Um, totally agree. So I, I do really sincerely uh, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate your support and appreciate um, that you would even vocalize that idea. You know, I have to do it now. Yeah. It's not like it's because, on a podcast. Yeah. Like people are going to be like, when are you going to do it? Somebody's going to tell you because it's growing quite a bit. And people will go, when's that coming out? I'll be like, damn it. I have to do this. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> <I know. laughs> but, I, but I'm used to doing things and following through. And, you know, like yourself, it goes out there. It's like pretty much going to happen. So it's just the logistics behind it. You know, you get that done. You set on a roadmap and say, okay, yeah, we're going to be talking this time each month or whatever. And, you know, then I have a job to do. You have a job to do. And that's how yeah. it is. Yeah. Well, and those type of things are oftentimes the biggest stumbling blocks. I, I've a, a long time ago, I actually started a podcast and it never aired. Um, but we recorded something like eight or 10 episodes that none of none of which ever aired. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was going to be a great podcast. Um, and, and I think the episodes we did were actually very interesting and very fun. And it was just, it was a podcast about the artistic process. So we were bringing in actors, uh, other musicians, um, you know, anybody who's a creator, um, to, to be interviewed for this podcast and, and, uh, just talk about their process. And then, and in uh, some of the episodes we didn't have a guest and we just, I and my co-hosts, we would just sit there and talk about the process amongst ourselves. And um, the reason that nothing ever aired or anything was, once again, it was 100% logistics. One of the co-hosts uh, ended up having to move and out of state and, you know, all this stuff. And I was just like, well, oh, and then my hard drive crashed and I was so dumb. <laughs> I hadn't backed up <laughs> the hard drive in a while. <laughs> and so I lost a, a bunch of the episodes. Anyway. Um, it was, it was, it was, uh, but I understand, you know, from your perspective, just saying, committing to that and just saying, I'm going to do this, uh, being a failed podcaster myself, <laughs> <laughs> I understand the time and commitment that it takes to, uh, to sit down and have meaningful conversations to, to edit, to, to do all that stuff. And, um, I actually do have a, a, a an existing podcast um, that I'm doing with my oldest daughter. Oh, fantastic! And we're very inconsistent with it. Um, she just got a new job, and you know, uh, whenever I'm available, she's not. You know, that whole thing. But um, but it, it that has been so much fun because it's basically just talking to my daughter and just seeing and, and that podcast ends up being really about the age gap <laughs> you know yes. the generational gap yeah. between us and that's just a really fun thing to do uh, you know we only have a handful maybe like eight episodes up or something like that and they're all just fun and ridiculous and silly um but uh that, that it's an enjoyable process just to sit and 
talk. And, you know, I have so limited time with her, I know. She's 18. Yeah. Um, she's, she's like any other 18-year-old. She wants to get out into the world. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so glad that even when we're inconsistent about it, I've been able to sit down and talk with her and just let her tell me what's on her mind. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. That's really amazing. Well, I got to tell you, I could talk to you forever, Simon, and apparently we will be talking for a lot. Uh, for <laughs> forever. Now, it will so feel like forever. It's going to feel like forever, man. But uh, I think it's a great episode. Um, I hope Shannon enjoys it when she listens to it and all of the audience. And I will definitely be in touch. I'm, I'm like a, I'm very like, like a bulldog when it comes to doing stuff, man. So like, I will be reaching out to you stat and getting this all set up and the audience can look forward to more from you and I and going on this journey of 12 albums, 12 months. I appreciate that, man. This is going to be great. It's going to be fun. Definitely. All right, man. I'll be in touch. All right. Thanks a lot. With your mouth wide open, your eyes can't see She was staring at the door Fumbling with the keys, pretending Not to see me She said we can't find a way Just don't say those things You always say
dust in When it's all caving in Oh, this shadow of my eyes And this shadow of my chin And something tells me I'm still in bed Bob stops me at the door He says, put on that shirt You gotta look good If you're gonna get hurt, boy She looks at me like I'm coming home With her eyes as gray as low But she knows how to give Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the Rate and Review section. Thanks, everyone.